from the Mercy One Studio. Making it personal with Bishop William Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. I'm Stanley Ashes, a seminarian and summer intern with the Diocese of Des Moines. On today's show, we're visiting with Dr. Barbara Decker, Executive Director at Catholic Charities, uh, about their programs, services, and initiatives. But before we get to today's interview, Bishop, what's on your mind? <laughs> good morning, Stan. It's good to have you on board here. Well, Not exactly you. the standard seminary and summer placement, is it? Too. I no. know that's the tradition here, but uh, uh, just uh, uh, the show's called Making It Personal, so just tell us a little bit about yourself. You're Central Iowa native, right? Oh, yep. Um, Grew up uh, in Ames. Um, oh my! Can anything good come from Ames? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I like Ames. Uh, I'm a sort of a K through 12 homeschooler family, so uh-huh. you know, pretty kooky in that way. Um, and uh, you said it, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, joined seminary uh, after high school, and I go to school up in uh, St. Paul. Minnesota. Yeah, so unlike the major seminarians, when uh, when the COVID broke, you came you came back to Iowa. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah kind of did right a lot out. of distance learning then too. So, yep. so you were back with your family. <laughs> you yep, got even yep. kookier then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. So you've crossed you've crossed the border of the Dubuque Archdiocese into Des Moines. And if you'd asked me a year ago, I would have been very upset about that. But now I'm so delighted. So. <laughs> well, it's funny how that works, <laughs> isn't it? You yeah. So the, the winding road uh, <laughs> God leads us on. So, well, it's great to have you. Uh, an eventful week, even though we're in the midst of summer. We crossed the solstice, and so now here we are officially in the summer months as well. Uh, the church uh, celebrating the great feasts and everything else. Next Monday, I'm pleased I'll be celebrating the uh, Catechetical Leadership Institute graduation mass on uh, Monday night, and we're going to also combine that with the initiation into the order of lectors for our permanent deacon candidates. So it's a kind of a twofer there, that mass, on the Feast of the Solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul on Monday. It'll also be kind of a poignant day for us in the Diocese of Des Moines as we celebrate the funeral mass for beloved pastor Father Tom Connell, also who died this past Wednesday night after uh, cancer that had uh, finally uh, taken him. But uh, his faith, I think, beautiful to the end, this this gentle, tender pastor of souls who came to us from India and in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis, and had served in the diocese so nobly and beautifully. So, so we lift him up to God. Also this past week, Deacon Bill Schrader finally celebrated his memorial mass, who did succumb to COVID back a couple months ago, much beloved chaplain at Mercy West Lakes, and uh, Deacon Dave O'Brien was full of the spirit there in the homily that he preached also. And I would personally you know, want to lift up to God Deacon John McCulley of Ames, um, a permanent deacon there for so many years, beautiful soul, uh, you know, minister to the Hispanic community, obviously a teacher at Iowa State. And one who actually vested me in my transitional diaconate ordination back in 1988. So, uh, again, a gentleman, a southern gentleman, but uh, Midwest Iowa, much beloved. A lot going on in our culture. We know the uh, uh, time that the times are one of upheaval. It seems now that the unrest has taken to kind of uh, dismantling some of the icons of mixed character, national figures from the Confederacy, so a lot of statues being toppled around the country. I think this is something that uh, obviously some of these are most uh, provocative places, but I, I wonder about that process, if this is really how we want to define ourselves, or in civil discourse and other processes, we might uh, look at those who are offensive to others. Now, I noticed that uh, 
two statues of uh, St. Junipero Serra were toppled in San Francisco and Los Angeles as well. Uh, I think, you know, he who has also a statue in the U.S. Capitol representing the state of California, uh, hopefully that will remain intact. You know, a mixed figure, obviously, and one that uh, Native Americans have uh, treated themselves. There's not uh, consensus even there. Iris Engstrand at the University of San Diego says he was much nicer to the Indians than to the, the military establishment that was there. He was obviously strict in how he was doing things, but uh, was a caring and forgiving person. So I don't think we uh, uh, whitewash the history on that. But I also think we have to come to terms with our own (laughs) mixed stories and not become pharisaical or intolerant in that. So if we have uh, challenges, but uh, what we might sometimes project outwards, uh, we uh, also, I think, have to make peace and reconcile in ourselves. So uh, thank you. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Blessman International. The coronavirus has impacted lives in Iowa and around the world. This is especially true in rural South Africa, where COVID-19 restrictions have led to vulnerable children being hospitalized due to starvation. To combat this hunger, Blessman International now offers a program called One Child at a Time. You can sponsor a child in South Africa for $1 a day. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. BlessmanInternational.org. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at bigredq Des Moines.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. Welcome back. Uh, I'm Stanley Ashes, a seminarian and summer intern with the Diocese of Des Moines. On today's show, we're visiting with Dr. Barbara Decker, Executive Director at Catholic Charities, about the organization's programs, services, and initiatives. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. Good morning, Bishop. How are you? Fine, fine. You know, it seems like uh, we've been uh, at so many different Zoom meetings and other things in these past weeks. Uh, I feel like I'm talking almost to a member of the household here. But uh, uh, just, uh, Barbara, you've probably been on the show with Bishop Pates, my predecessor, at, at yeah. different times over the years. But uh, I think just for our listeners and the Spirit Catholic Radio and uh, Iowa Catholic Radio audiences, the show's called Making It Personal. And just, to, mm-hmm. again, to, a little bit about your and how you've come to have a, a role with the diocese, but uh, you're no stranger to the Des Moines area and different uh, important institutions within it. Well, thank you so much, Bishop. It is our first time together on the radio. We have been on a number of different other sessions, but this is pretty special to me, so I appreciate it. Uh, you know, my background, uh, without going through all the details, I've been very blessed. Uh, I've been associated with uh, Drake University and Mercy Medical Center, of course, the diocese uh, most recently, and in all of those experiences that I've had, uh, which they've been multiple, you know, I've learned so much from different people and the, just the ability to work with people on different um, matters and issues and sometimes very sensitive ones. And you learn, you know, the importance of listening and uh, collaborating with people to find, you know, solutions. And I think Uh, particularly in the position I have now at Catholic Charities, um, I have that opportunity through both social justice uh, initiatives, as you know, uh, as well as just uh, providing for those essential needs uh, for our community. 
Okay, and uh, you know, and your your family, kind of a representative of the American experience in a way, right? With some immigration. Yes. 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 Uh, my family comes from a family of uh, seven uh, brothers and sisters, including myself. And my father came from Mexico uh, as a farm laborer uh, with his family, a very large family. And then my mother's uh, family came from Italy. So, you know, that was kind of an unusual time that they would uh, have come together, been married um, uh, in in a very, um, you know, cultural experience because we had two different cultures that were working together. And so you learned from that as well. But uh, they always believed of course, in their faith, um, and then also their children uh, being raised in the faith. <clears throat> but they also emphasized uh, the importance of education, uh, and they had uh, a lot of, um, they worked a lot, Bishop. Uh, they did do a lot of work. So that work work ethic is in all of us. In, in <laughs> I've witnessed it <laughs> as I look across the street and see the light on at odd hours over there. <laughs> So I, I share that with you because I, you know, I enjoy my work. I enjoy, uh, obviously, my family as well, and have a son and daughter-in-law and two grandchildren as well. So we have opportunities to come together and obviously practice our faith. And I, I really have been so blessed that I'm a member, as you know, of St. Ambrose at Cathedral. i am been recently uh, asked to be part of uh, being a, an usher uh, during the daily masses and have really enjoyed coming back, mm-hmm. uh, obviously uh, receiving the Eucharist, uh, but also helping others. Oh, yeah. So so an, an, an usher now maybe takes on a little bit different uh, flavor than yes. it did before, but, but yeah. uh, growing up as one of seven children, uh, good uh, techniques to, you know, as an attorney and things yeah. that you are, uh, not to be adversarial, but an advocate, but in a firm way to kind of yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, impress upon people what uh, would be the observance of uh, you know, order and, uh, and uh, charity at yeah. the same time. So well, uh, Yeah, the legal education is important as it relates to particularly to justice, and and you couple that with the Catholic social teachings, I think it makes for a very strong advocate. Oh, it's a potent combination. So let's talk about some of the social justice initiatives you're working on. Uh, okay. The Supreme Court uh, recently weighed in more procedurally than substantively on right. the, the DACA and things. So you've been kind of working with advocacy there, have you not? Yes. Um, well, a couple things very quickly. I would just say it is a collaboration, and... Uh, it's all of the Iowa Catholic Charities offices. There are four, you know, here in the state. And we're working with the USCCB, with the Catholic bishops, as well as the Catholic Charities USA group and a group called Justice for Neighbors and um, for uh, Neighbors and Immigration, excuse me. And with that, those groups, we've been coming together on multiple Zoom meetings and telephone calls uh, initially, we were thinking the Supreme Court was going to take a different stance, but as you know, uh, they have temporarily retained the DACA program, uh, and for your listeners, many of them who already know this, but there are around 700,000 young immigrants, and what the prote- protections are, um, one, would they would be um, uh, defra- uh, deferred from being deported, and then also the ability to have their work permit. And uh, for those that, you know, we look at essential workers, as we've talked about during COVID, and there are 200,000 uh, of those 700 uh, DACA recipients who are essential workers. 
And of those, there are 30,000 healthcare workers. So very important to our economy and to the COVID you know, protections that we currently have. Mm-hmm. So they're already taking up a role in society, helping uh, the, the yes. common good, advancing that. And just so we don't presume anything here, I guess we should have uh, spelled out that acronym, DACA. Could you uh, yes. write that to yeah. us, please? You know, it's interesting. It is called Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. So this really focuses on uh, when this program was, was introduced in 2012. It really was a temporary measure uh, to protect the children um, <clears throat> coming into the United States with their parents, you know, from deportation. So the deferred action means, um, you know, in relationship to deportation and then childhood arrivals are these young immigrants that have gone through school, gone through college, or, you know, working uh, today over the last uh, eight to um, ten years. And so... Um, we're looking at providing a more permanent solution. As I've used the word temporary, it's a temporary program, but looking for permanent legislation through our legislators. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that'll probably await whatever happens in the next election. Again, not uh, partisan leaning in any way, but uh, just the no. way the political uh, 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 situation plays out right now, probably nothing that's going to be instrumental, you know, enacted before. Uh, yeah. That. The, I mean, go ahead. Yeah. This is uh, really the time in which we've come back together uh, with these different groups. And we also, as you know, uh, we've been uh, having recent conversations. I've been meeting with the local offices of both senators, uh, Senator uh, Grassley and Senator Ernst. And those are very productive discussions uh, and just leading us into how do we get to that permanent legislation? What should that look like? And so that will take, as you say, um, you know, a while to have those conversations and to have the dialogue around them. Yeah, and that's a note of hope that they're receptive to, to engagement on that. So, yes. Yeah, and I don't want to be stereotyping, but I guess my impressions from my own experience as a college teacher that uh, when I found out I had a student in the class who was DACA, uh, you know, it's like, Ooh, yes, all right, because I knew they were going to be a, a, a solid student, really uh, mm-hmm. invested in their studies and willing to engage in, in classroom discussion. And so I think, you know, the work ethic and the desire to, to really translate their college education into uh, opportunity to not only personally flourish but to do good for our society. So, uh, you know, I, I have a default uh, positive mm-hmm. estimation, you know, again. So good. But that's not all that you've been about, uh, some uh, events this week as our city council met, and uh, it's been something yeah. that's been uh, a long time in Genesis, but uh, the, the interracial profile ordinance, were you uh, yes. part of that uh, um, Yes, I can just say over the last two years, actually I want to give uh, due uh, credit to Tom Chapman, as you know, uh, Tom, the executive director of the Iowa Catholic Conference, uh, along with Bishop Pate, um, and different uh, civil rights community organizations that have come together in, a, in an alliance. Uh, and they also include the NAACP, um, you know, the oldest civil rights organization in the United States. As I was doing my little history, I'm a history um, teacher by background, so I had to do my history. Uh, and they were formed in 1909. And then we have LULAC. Uh, LULAC is the League of United uh, Latin American uh, Citizens, and they were formed in 19. 19- 29, and there are many others, too, that are forming this alliance. But you can see that there's depth and there's wisdom and, and knowledge 
and wanting to have this ordinance here in Des Moines that's going to benefit all of us, you know, in the end. Um, but they have been working on this ordinance for the last few years, um, and uh, you've been uh, instrumental, Bishop, as well, uh, in terms of providing a letter of support to the city council and to the mayor, uh, which I know that they appreciated. Uh, but we were, um, I really... So this didn't just drop it. in after the death of George Floyd. This was something long, no. you know, long preceded it. Yeah. So yeah, it's not a reactionary move on anybody's part. So No, it's been very thoughtful. You know, there have been, uh, there's been a lot of give and take. And uh, as I know the information, I certainly don't know all of it, but um, this group has been working with the city council members and the mayor <clears throat> you know, over these last few years, but especially um, in the last two weeks or so, uh, having different negotiations uh, that I believe have, in- have included the police chief as well. I'm going to clear my throat. I have allergies, so... Mm. Go ahead. Oh, I really <coughs> good. So, uh, you know, we could go on about that, but I don't. I don't want to uh, deny the opportunity as a director of Catholic Charities for the Diocese of Des Moines. Uh, COVID and all that's been happening, Catholic Charities has really been on the front line and services and programs that have been provided. Well, we appreciate your support of the COVID nineteen relief fund. Uh, you know, there's uh, two aspects to the fund. Uh, one of those uh, does benefit Catholic Charities, um, our clients, and those that are in the diocese. And so, uh, so far, we've raised um, approximately $75,000 on the Catholic Charities side, and we're using those monies for emergency needs, really for basic and essential needs for our clients and for others in need. So it's very modest that we have a 250 a dollar visa card uh, through an application uh, process. We potentially have around 290 uh, families that we can serve uh, so far, and we've gotten a lot of applications. So far, we uh, have served more than 100 uh, families. So, you know, we'll retain those monies for those emergency needs uh, during this COVID uh, period and possibly um, beyond that. And people have been very generous, but as you say, I mean, it touches lives, but it doesn't alleviate their overall situation sometimes, but provides hope and solidarity. Yeah. And if people want to continue mm-hmm. to support the COVID-19 Relief Fund on our website, Des Moines Diocese, the, the <laughs> clicking, uh, the giving uh, uh, menu bar would be uh, the way that, to access that as well. Uh, again, you have been on the front line. What's some of your programs and what's been some of the impact of COVID on the delivery of services for you all? Yeah. Well, we have retained, uh, as you know, um, all of our programs uh, continue to be open and have been open during this COVID period. Um, You know, one of our uh, programs, um, there are two or three actually programs that uh, certainly have made some major adjustments, but one initiative that has just recently come up is uh, with our food pantry. Uh, They're located at 1815 Hubble Avenue. And uh, they have an ongoing relationship and a partnership with Food Bank of Iowa, of course, one of the largest um, food distributors here in Iowa. And uh, they uh, recently offered and uh, asked us, asked Catholic Charities uh, Food Pantry, to engage in a new program called the Iowa's Hot Meal Program. So, you know, we distribute um, food, different food items, but this is a hot meal, which is a little different in uh, so we're in partnership uh, with Food Bank. Um, we have had over, I'm looking for that number, 728 meals that have been distributed so far, and that's been only within the last week to two weeks. Now we offer it 
uh, once a week on Wednesdays um, through August from 3.30 to 4.30, and people drive up. And I just want to uh, do a shout-out also uh, to our volunteers. Uh, there are 15 or more uh, Dowling Catholic students who are volunteering with us on the Hot Mills program, and so people, I believe, come into uh, from their cars, their vehicles, and those mills. It's kind of a grab-and-go hot meal. It's free of charge. It's in our parking lot, and that's why I gave uh, the address to you. And if you go to our website as well, uh, you can receive more information, CatholicCharitiesDM.org. So that's a great initiative, and maybe one more, because I know our time is is short. Well, a very quick thank you to our meal providers um, for our emergency family shelter. We have some new and ongoing meal providers. We think that's a small thing, but we really appreciate them preparing meals uh, for our emergency family um, uh, located <clears throat> in the Des Moines area. And then the last thing that I would mention is uh, we uh, needed to move uh, quite quickly and dramatically from in terms of our counseling office from our office in the pastoral center to a teletherapy. Uh, many other um, associations have also had to do that, but I want to uh, certainly um, support our counselors in being able to take that on. And so a lot of our counseling sessions are through video conference or telephone uh, right now. And one last thing, you know, we continue to work with our nine uh, Des Moines Catholic schools that we partner with and offering school-based uh, counseling as well, which will be even more important as we go you know, through this uh, period. I think that's just a, one of the most vital things that you do in terms of that. Uh, Barbara, yeah. I'm going to ask you if you'd hang with us for a little bit, pass the sure. break, and we could maybe get in a few things. Okay. Thank You're you, listening Bishop. to uh, Making It Personal with Bishop Pates on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit okay. Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. According to a 2019 Global Food Security Report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help all of them. Most of us can help one, one child. Your gift of $1 a day through Blessman International provides a child in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. To get started, go to BlessmanInternational.org and click Sponsor a Child. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Welcome back to Making It Personal with Bishop uh, Johnson. Yeah, whichever yeah, whichever bishop it is, you know. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Stanley, it's been good knowing in the Des Moines Diocese. Maybe uh, Bishop <laughs> yeah. Pates, uh, My administrator of Joliet yeah. Diocese, might, you may be able to latch on with him there. So, <laughs> so that's good. Could happen to any of us since uh, Barbara mentioned Bishop Pates as well. Uh, I, I note something on your calendar. I've been fortunate to, to associate with you and have some fun at some of the Catholic Charities fundraisers uh, already, you know. Know, the uh, St. Pat's event and things. I know it on the calendar was something that's got me trembling a little bit. The Bishop's Golf Classic, Monday, August 31st at Echo Valley Country Club in Norwalk. Now, you know, I mean, it's one thing to say, does one take a divot? But, you know, does one dig a trench?
wrench with one's golf club. So I, I, I don't know, you know, if you, you're bonded enough to have me out there, you know, you know, hacking away and things like that. It's been a long time since that. So, so I'd be happy to support you, greeting, socially, prayer, yeah. whatever, but just don't ask me to. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talked about that. Yeah, you know, I'll drive the card, the refreshment card. Yeah, but anyway, so uh, what? Yeah. What? How, how do you plan to pull that off? Yeah. Well, first of all, your presence is always appreciated and well welcome. People want to see you, Bishop, even on the golf course. So uh, we'll get you there without any problem. But we have been taking due diligence, you know, related to um, safety precautions and ensuring a very safe but fun. A golf event. Uh, we have been working with others, and particularly the golf uh, course um, manager, the country club, to ensure that all people, and we have quite a few response, uh, have responded so far. So uh, for those listeners who have an interest in being outdoors and having some fun and not necessarily having to golf, uh, but to be there, um, <laughs> we invite you to, uh, to come to us. And we do have our information also on the um, same website, Catholic Charities DM. Dot org, um, But we have, um, instead of doing, uh, you know, more traditional things related to food and uh, award ceremonies, uh, we're planning to have box lunches and, you know, make arrangements so that people can uh, come and go uh, related to um, the, the food items. But also on the award, uh, we're hoping to have more of a virtual um, activity. So Holly Ackerman, uh, who some of the folks may know out uh, in the listening world, uh, does a great job of organizing events, had done this with Darling Catholic in the past, and so uh, we appreciate all of her leadership and coordination as we go through this uh, this wonderful, um, this is, I think it's 16 years of the Golf Classic, um, and we asked you, Bishop, to think about other ways that you would like to um, initiate some new uh, new activities too, so we can talk about that later. We'll, we'll think about a group ride here or something like that. So, yeah. So sixteen yeah, years. So Bishop Sharon participated in this, and Bishop Pates, who's getting a lot of attention today on the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what, what what was their handicaps? <laughs> I want to <Yeah>. know. <laughs> Well, uh, any any last words in terms of needs for volunteers or donations, Barbara? Yeah, always volunteers are needed. And, again, you can go on the website to look for that information. I, I would say uh, people do consider, and we hope that they do, um, supporting Catholic charities for, I think, the great work that many of our uh, staff uh, do, and, and they're on the front lines, uh, Bishop, as you know. Um, but the donations would be preferred through the monetary contrib- contributions right now. Uh, that is the best way that we know to be able to give back uh, to our clients and to those that we serve. Uh, and, and so we would ask for that. Okay. Thank you very much, Barbara Decker, uh, Director Thank of you. Catholic Charities Des Moines. So appreciate your Thank time. You, Bishop. And we'll see you at the next one. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. Right. Uh, so, so tonight I've got a new first experience. Dowling Catholic High School is having their graduation ceremony at Principal Park, weather permitting. You know, we know it's kind of a stormy day in that regard. So uh, I'll get to take part in that. I'm not sure about the attire, if I'm supposed to wear shorts and a Dowling Catholic <laughs> t shirt or, or a cassock or academic vesture. So I've got some. Got a moment 
momentous decisions awaiting me today. But uh, uh, I've always kind of wondered with Dowling, the Maroons, you know, like, you know, it's kind of like the Stanford Cardinal, you know, a mascot that's a Maroon. Uh, Stanley, did you, did you, at homeschool, did you have a mascot for your family or not? You know, um, <laughs> we had pets, but uh, they weren't exactly mascots. But. Okay. All right. Very good. So please. Uh, good yeah. Way. Well, uh, this has been uh, another edition of Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Thank you to all our guests and to our listeners in Iowa. You can hear Making It Personal with Bishop William Jonson every week on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com.